This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. That is it. We are now live. Tailgate Talks episode 35. I can't rhyme that anymore. That was about all I had for that. But it felt it felt okay. It felt it felt good in the moment. Um, so we are at episode 35, live recording of the Tailgate Talks podcast. Uh, make sure for everybody listening right now, if you're not already, subscribe to us, please. Either on Spotify or iTunes. If it is on iTunes, make sure you give us that five-star review. A rating and then write in a review below helps us out a ton we are actually in the talks with sponsors so the more of those that we have from you guys the better it looks the better we do and the better chance we have to i don't know maybe kind of not pay out of pocket for this as much it'd be nice uh, <laughs> so um if you're wanting to, obviously, give us a follow on the social medias. We are on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. But uh, more importantly, lately, we've been, we've been putting a lot, of, a lot of content out there on the YouTube channel. So make sure you look up Tailgate Talks on YouTube and give us a subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff so that we can be notified anytime we post a new video. And uh, hopefully it's something you enjoy. Uh, as far as our personal accounts go, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22 on Twitter. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, Arlie, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. As well as, uh, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to ask us about the show, or if you have anything you want to just discuss, or maybe if you want to just sponsor the show. Uh, we have a, the official Tailgate Talks email, which is tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Um, I guess that covers about everything we needed to talk about in the intro here. We got... Quite a little bit to discuss, you know, Texas Tech crushing it uh, for college baseball. Obviously, the NBA uh, the NBA playoffs are going on. That's going phenomenal. And we couldn't go two weeks without any NFL news for you guys. So we're going to kind of discuss some of that. This is, uh, we're going to open it up with some Club Red. So I know we're about to talk football or baseball, but I'm still every time more and more pumped for football as it gets closer. Um, so Texas Tech baseball crushed it this weekend. They did exactly what we needed them to, which was not let them catch up in the late innings. Phenomenal weekend. We went three and zero over the regional, and we obviously with the higher seed over Stanford and the eighth seed are going to be hosting the super regional. Uh, but first, before we jump into the super regional, obviously. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, about that first game. We'll kind of maybe work through these a little bit here. Um, that Army game, 6-3. A little bit closer than I thought that was going to be, to be honest. But, uh, Brooks, uh, what, what, what is your take from this first game, at least? Uh, the first game 
was just the feel it out kind of game. I'm never really nervous about the first game. The only thing that kind of got me was we were starting Chase Hampton, who uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. But, you know, he pitched well, the bullpen pitched well, and, you know, your Cal Conley uh, and Braxton Fulford had some bombs in that game. So, you know, we handled them. We were supposed to, and you got the dub. Dustin, you were there, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was there for, for all one. three games. All three. Made it on, yeah, made our it on pitching TV. was good. Chase, Chase has been a good freshman for us, especially the last few weeks. So that's why Tadlock kind of rolled him out there and also save your bigger bigger arms for the better matchups and maybe higher opponents. Yeah. Um, the surprise that game was having Micah Dallas come in in the ninth to close. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere. Wow. He came in and closed the game, and he's probably your – I don't know, second best pitcher of the whole entire staff, but he can do everything. <clears throat> so uh, it's really nice to have him lock down the bullpen this weekend. He pitched the Sunday game also and helped kind of solidify things. So I think going forward, if we can roll with this starting three and then Micah as our like utility bullpen guy, I feel really good about this pitching staff. That, that'll help us out a ton in those mid to late innings where that's usually been kind of yeah. our Achilles heel all year is yep. we don't have anybody solid to fill us in. So if he can – yeah, you're right, actually. That's a good move by Tadlock, really, to kind of throw him in there. I like it. Um, so anybody that's kind of stood out so far? That the, I mean, you were out there watching every game. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's kind of like you see them being a big impact going into – hopefully the Super Regional and College World Series. Well, we got the – I mean, definitely the bullpen kind of calming down. So that's very good. Um, we had a good bullpen showing on, I believe, Saturday or Sunday. can't remember which one. We kind of needed a few guys to come in and help us out. They locked it down. Then also you got contributors and hitting from everybody. I mean, the thing I noticed was like Sunday's game to seal it against UCLA – you're arguably two of your three best hitters, Cal Conley and Drew Baker, combined to 0 for 10. <clears throat> Nothing. And you were still able to put up eight runs that game. Jason only had two hits. Um, yeah, your other two guys went 0 for. Like, you were able to get runs and hits from Easton Morrell. Parker got on base. Like, the bottom of your lineup was doing good, and everybody was spreading it out, and everybody was able to hit. So it's just the of- legend, Kurt Wilson. The legend, Kurt Wilson, comes <laughs> Postseason back. legend c- continues this season. I would expect him to be in center field next this coming up weekend um, and holding that down and making our lineup a lot deeper. I was about to say, it's kind of it's kind of showing the depth uh, of, of our roster as far as our hitting goes. Um yeah. Brooks, any takeaways or uh, any anybody that's standing out to you? Yeah, what really stood out to me was our boy Dustin on the TV yes, in that North is. Carolina game. That's what <laughs> stood out to me. I'm sitting there, I'm watching the game, and uh, I like turn my head for a second because it's. I think it was commercial. It's coming back from commercial break, and my girlfriend's like, "That's Dustin. That's Dustin." <laughs> I take a look at the TV, and there's our boy Dustin enjoying what's, himself at the game. What's funny is, oh, we were definitely enjoying <laughs> ourselves. It was a lot. <laughs> o'clock at that point we had been tailgating it was an 8 p.m start so we we were well hydrated you could say it is um i found it but we were (laughs) we were trying to actually get on the video board for the tech video board 
So we're looking at the camera above <laughs> the third base dugout, trying to get them. But the ESPN camera in center field caught us. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why we weren't looking, but we were like kind of still got it. Still it's got funny. on there. It's funny. <laughs> that on a different one. Yeah. I had you, to I had to record that, get that out there. That, I thought oh, was that was awesome. Good. That, that blew was... up. I had so many like texts and Facebook people like, hey, we saw you on TV. It's funny. So it, it almost looked for <laughs> like, a little well, bit there. Like you I were like I wasn't doing anything stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> It, it it almost looked like you were swaying back and forth with a lighter in hand at like a concert or something. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, Saturday's, man, Saturday's game was a very good time. They should not yeah. allow to have eight p.m. games for that reason. Um, it was. I've got. Very- I've got a lot of questions to ask Dustin about the crowd, but I'll yeah. go back oh. to actually oh, highlighting. Oh, that's what I'm about to hit on. Well, I, I wanted to hit on the players that I I thought performed okay. over the weekend, but real real quick, real quick, um, <laughs> like Kurt Wilson really was the I mean he was the most valuable player of the regional, and I think he deserves a lot of credit because he hadn't played a lot coming down. You know, he hurt yeah. his thumb or whatever was out. Only appearance was that brief pitching stint he had against TCU in the Big Twelve tournament that didn't go very well. And all of a sudden, he's starting center, and he's delivering some of the most clutch hits that we needed all series. Every time he was up there, he battled. I thought it was a pretty impressive weekend for him. And like Dustin mentioned, Easton Morrell in that Sunday game came up huge as well. I think he was three for four. And when you're getting con- contributions from the back end of your lineup like that, when the top guys – like I thought Drew had a pretty rough weekend. I thought – he was swinging at stuff in the dirt a lot. I wasn't really sure what was up with him. And Cal, Cal had a good first game, but after that, he was kind of non-existent. But, you know, Jace was steady. Stillwell was steady. But to have those guys at the back um, it really helps you and definitely changes this team. And then the bullpen, man. The bullpen was clutch. I don't think they gave up. Uh, I think they gave up one run. I think Connor Queen gave up a homer in that Army game. And other than that, I think they shut it down. Yeah, Army just have hit on that. They they hit more home runs than they knew what to do with that they've ever done all year. Fun fact, Jace Young has more home runs by himself than Army's whole team does all year. <laughs> Those home Aww. runs were like, dude, they were just getting lucky. It's no big deal. And that was yeah. not Dustin's stat of the week. No, just joking. No, that's just fun fact. <laughs> Dustin's fun fact of the week. Fun, fun fact <laughs> of the week. All right, new segment. No. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I thought everybody played well. The bullpen handled themselves, and I, that guess gets us back to what we were talking about earlier. It seemed like a pretty crazy. Oh, and Dustin leaves as yeah, I'm right, going right. to try to bring him. Right there. Oh, he, he might he might have somebody at the door. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the crowd because you know listening on TV, it yeah. sounded pretty wild. I thought oh, that was it Carolina wild? and UCLA fans were pretty pretty hyped and then you know it was nice for us to shut them up god the yeah so saturday against north carolina i mean 8 p.m you give us a lot of time to get hydrated for that game (laughs) so it was it was very loud very raucous and of course there's always some baseball moments that the fans are very involved in more than any other sport like with the team and it, it got testy a few times, and of course, the crowd got into it. But man, Sunday, 
not as crazy, I'd say, but there was some tense moments. Um, some police had to get in between some fans. If you paid attention to that. And that was actually our like section of former players that sits by the visitors dugout <laughs> causing some crap. But yeah, I, I, I kind of, uh, was there a fight? Like I kind of no. heard it, it got a little rowdy, like actually rowdy. <laughs> A UCLA kid got rung up. He stood there and argued the pitch. And this is another late night game. So um, he argued the pitch. Fans are getting on him, kind of heckling him. Well, of course, that whole group in front of their dugout of our former players, they were at the same tailgate I was at. So I know they were well hydrated also. (laughs) And they were chirping him real hard. (laughs) And, of course – the UCLA parents and fans sit right behind them. Mm-hmm. So dad comes onto the concourse and he's like yelling at them. Well, they yell back and they're like <laughs> kind of chirping back with them. So then you see the fans, we all start getting involved because we know who they are. We're like, Hey, you don't mess with them. Those are our boys mm-hmm. <laughs> and nothing happened, but wow. cops kind of had to come down and stand on the railing for the rest of the game for everybody. And, I mean, that's that kind of just amped everybody up, got it going. It's yeah, there was like their best hitter, and my, my my favorite part of the UCLA game was when Mason Montgomery struck him out for that third time and then gives him the little – Yeah. <laughs> I just struck you out three times, bitch. Yep. <laughs> like the little way. But also, honestly, if I was that dude, I would have been pissed because those were outside for sure. <laughs> those were definitely some balls. Of the, some of the umpiring was a little off and here and there, but – um, I can't remember which game it was. He kind of evened it out by a couple innings in, so that worked out. It was whatever. But so far, it's it seem it seem it seems like they're they're rolling. It seems like they're 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 finding their stride and doing finding what's going to work for them this year. And and uh, it's weird that you know, or maybe they just kind of weren't putting it out there during the regular season to kind of mm-hmm. keep it, I guess, a little bit on the low, but. Well, Tadlock always plays with it all season and then by now has it figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it sounds dumb that we play for like three months and he just now figures it out in the part of June. But hey, part of me's he, part of me's thinking he, he he's got a good poker face and he's not gonna show his hand until he needs to. Sometimes. Sometimes. You, you know what I mean? So it's like oh, yeah. I think he may have thought of that a little bit earlier in the season and he just kinda let their pitchers get experience because he knew already knew they were gonna get, you know, a decent seating. But I don't know. Uh, um, I think it's a little hard to play poker face when you just have a lot of your starters and a lot of guys that you thought you were going to be able to rely on get hurt. Yeah. And so you're, you are definitely having to tinker and try to figure out who are going to be your guys. Yeah. And I mean, up until this weekend, nobody's really proved it. This was the True. first weekend that you played complete baseball in like every single game. And I don't even think you played as good as you're capable of. Like, like, Dustin said, Drew Baker, Cal Conley, you know, hitless in that UCLA game, and he went eight to two. Just imagine if your whole lineup is oh yeah clicking. Um, so looking at kind of the re- the rest of the field a little bit here. I mean, we, we do have the Stanford game to look at. Uh, they they actually got bounced by UC Irvine in the first. I didn't I, I didn't think that they were going to get knocked into basically like winners losers bracket or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I think this is a good sign for us that they're 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 going to be a little bit vulnerable coming up to the super regional. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, Dustin, any thoughts on this at all? Or any thoughts about Stanford coming to Tech? Yeah, any so worries? The only worry is um, – well, they basically have, like, one really solid good pitcher. So he's going to pitch probably Friday's game. If we can manage that game, maybe even steal that game from him, um, I'm not worried at all. But they are pretty solid hitting. They don't have any, like, super studs, but they have a lot of guys that are pretty good and solid. So they don't have a Jace Young, but they have a lot of dudes. So, like, they are a better hitting team. I mean, they put up seven runs in the first inning on um, mm-hmm. yeah, on UC Irvine. On Irvine the other night. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they can, they can pop. They can hit. Um, if we can get past Friday, um, they're not a very well-depth pitching squad. Like, they don't have that much pitching. Bullpen's okay. Um, so, nothing big there. They're one – Ace that's probably going to pitch Friday. Uh, Brandon Beck, he's their stud. I mean, he's good, but hopefully we can get by him, maybe even upset him. Hmm. No, I think it's going to be a good setup. Uh, uh, Brooks, any any thoughts about the Stanford team coming to Lubbock? They're going to have to adjust to some weather. Um, <laughs> it was like it was like 65 degrees or whatever. Uh there when they were playing and they're going to have to come in and Friday it's supposed to be 106 degrees so that's going to be quite the change. It's going to be 100 um, I, at first pitch. Oh yeah. Home field advantage. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So that could play into our hands a little bit there but yeah like Dustin said they're they're a pretty impressive uh, offensive team. I watched some of their highlights against UC Irvine and they just put the ball in play and they make defenders have to make tough plays too and so that's kind of where their bread and butter is at it seems like their pitching is kind of their weak spot so if we can get to their first guy friday i, I would like our chances winning this series but you know it's an eight versus nine overall it's going to be an awesome weekend at the law i'm yeah. jealous i can't be there dustin's gonna have to uh be our good luck charm again for the weekend Man, hey. but so so far, Dustin in these regionals has gone undefeated. Oh yeah. So, I think I think I'm I'm a fan of the support. Uh, <laughs> well, if he's gone, to, Dustin, were you at the last times regionals? Because we've won, we've swept three straight regionals, which was kind of the stat that came out of this yep. past regionals. That's pretty impressive. Just bring yep. put on a show in the regionals for the last three times we've been there. Yeah, I mean, I've been there. Last regional we lost was Sam Houston State like four years ago, four or five years ago, I guess. Yeah, that was on a Monday. I was at that one. But, yeah, we've won three straight. And then I saw today, every time we've made it to the Supers, we've made it to Omaha. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Four for four. Like I told Roger on here on the chat, hey, big stat podcast today. Big stat podcast. (laughs) Oh. We're for four, our fifth super regional, and just think about it. Tadlock's been here nine years, and nine this years. is our fifth super regional, and we had never made it before. Oh, no, never he's, made it before. He's 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 made us into into a a a contender, and technically that's eight years because last year doesn't really count on that. So it's like five out of eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just that's a no, crazy no, for it's, a school it's, that it's insanity that's, to 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 build. Uh. It, it, what, what, it took him two years to get there, and then one year he missed, and then the other the rest was, of the time he's yeah. made it, right? So we we missed it his first year, made it his second year, and then like in fourteen, then we missed in fifteen and seventeen. 
Like that's insanity to build an actual yeah. powerhouse within a year or two. That's oh, yeah. not yeah. like I don't. I don't. Uh, all right. As much as I I loathe UT for going after him, I don't blame them for going after him. Oh yeah, no. Like like I mean... the, it's it's <clears throat> it's actual insanity what he's done, and yeah. I don't think there's going to be anything like it. And yeah. if there your was hiring more... process would be flawed if you didn't at least give it a look, because I mean, yeah, what he's done is nothing oh. short of incredible. Oh yeah, so. phenomenal stuff from him. Um, so. Kind of a, a, a little bit of a peep ahead. Anybody else? I, I don't know if y'all have had a much of a chance to watch any of the rest of college baseball at all. Um, anybody oh, else that's kind awesome. of, huh? It's been awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, been, last it's, weekend was great. It's been a lot of good stuff. Was there, all right. Uh, so, Brooks, did you have any games that kind of stuck out to you out of out of the rest of uh, basically the, these top 16 that are left now? Uh, well, I kept an eye on Arkansas through the oh, weekend because yeah. Arkansas it would be our uh, Arkansas would be our college world series matchup if we make it and they make it that would be our first game so I kept an eye on them and man Nebraska fell apart in that last yeah. game it was two to two in the eighth inning and oh, they had two ball. outs and then freaking walked the bases loaded wild pitch and then gave up a huge bomb but you know, other moments from the weekend, Tennessee had the grand slam walk off that started off the weekend. That was pretty cool. Um, it was just fun to see all these highlights and the crowds going wild. And, you know, be, I, before tech was good at baseball, I didn't really watch it a whole lot, but since tech's got really good at baseball, mm -hmm. like the first opening weekend kind of rivals basketball to me, yeah, just sure. like it, yeah. it's crazy. It's fun. Um, the there's just a lot going on yeah the games like it's so different hey shout out to dbu for winning the tcu region right i'm actually yeah. pretty i'm actually really happy to see that one i, I couldn't believe that they knocked out tcu and T well they did wait they beat them early and then they got knocked out right Not as soon as they State, hit the yeah. losers bracket yeah 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 i i, I actually couldn't believe that because obviously with the number six six seed going into this you think Oh, they're gonna roll over that most everybody, or they should, and win one game and then just clap, clap, gone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but no, I think another one, uh, another good one was LSU beating Oregon. I mean, I I, I got to pull a little bit for the Tigers because that, that's my my dad's alma mater. Uh, so little little SEC matchup there with t with uh, Tennessee versus LSU. Gonna yeah. be good because LSU is a very good uh, baseball school as well. So I'm, I'm excited to to see that one. Um, Dustin, did you have any series or any games or anybody that you kind of were like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm pumped? No, not. I mean, I'm not looking ahead past our own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say Texas got off the hook super easy. Um, one, they rolled through their regional, but then Florida and Miami just laid a dud over there. So they got, I think, the number four seed, South Florida, out of their mm -hmm. matchup on that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Expect Texas to make Omaha pretty easy, so that kind of sucks. But whatever. No, aren't they? Wait, do they end up in our bracket if we if we play that out? No, I think no. they're on the other side. They're on the other side because they're the number two overall seed, yeah, so yeah. they'd be so they opposite would, of they Arkansas. Move, they would move to the other one. Arkansas. Damn. Serious, I, I am. Yeah, series yeah. I am interested in this week is going to be that Mississippi State Notre Dame one because Notre Dame also did damage in theirs. They just clobbered everybody in mississippi state we know is a pretty good squad so that'll be a really Holy fun series shit, dude 26 to 3 versus yukon yeah. 
Yeah, they put up like a football score. <laughs> what the, that is? It's, they had double digit runs in every game. Yeah, Notre Dame's actually looking kind of beefy. I, I don't know if they had just kind of kind of an easy <laughs> easy go at it, but holy shit, they're just they've been they've been eating that that chunky soup, whatever it is. Good God! No, um, I since Texas since Texas Tech has been good, it's been fun to actually keep up with college baseball, and especially because it's always in the summer, and so in years past. I would just never really watch it until the College World Series really began. So now kind of getting excited about it. It's been a ton of fun to watch this. Um, so last kind of thing that I do want to touch on this, though, is predictions for the Texas Tech-Stanford series in the Super Regional. Do we do we go the 1-2 or do we make it to Game 3? Uh, Brooks, what do you think? Every Super that we played in. Besides, I think the College of Charleston, I think we got that in the first two. Um, but every other Super has gone three games. Uh, but I, I think we get this in two. I think if we get to the Friday night guy, I think we get this in two. It just depends on that Friday. If we win Friday, I think we win this. Uh, I think we wrap it up Saturday. If we lose Friday, I think we wrap it up Sunday. Yeah, I'll take us going two, though. I think we can get to the first guy and win it in two. Have an easy weekend, hopefully. I I I have faith in that, but I would I really wouldn't be surprised for us to go game three just because this is the the eight versus nine game, and you know yeah. Stanford has that little chip mm-hmm. on their shoulder for getting snubbed out of ha- hosting a super or a regional, and so like I, I I just I have a feeling like they're 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 gonna have at least one game where they're just gonna I don't know play a little bit harder I I don't know. But yeah. I do. I wouldn't be too surprised to see this go game three. Um, all right, so that kind of wraps up uh, Club Red Talk for this week. We didn't have anything, obviously, with basketball or football going on. So baseball is where it's at, and we love it because this is this is our, our star-studded team of the moment. Uh, so let's go ahead. We got Dustin coming up here in a minute with some NFL talk for you, actually. I know uh, he, he loves doing it. He loves having one thing to talk about a week. But we do got to bring this up at least once. We got we got to talk about this. It's a big trade. Uh, so this is uh, Club Red NFL. Are you ready for the so Dustin, let us know what what's happened in NFL that is worthy of us hosting an entire segment of this. Julio Jones finally got traded. So the Falcons traded him to the Tennessee Titans for a second and a fourth round pick. So I think one for Tennessee, that's a great trade on their end. Um, I don't think that's a lot to spend for the guy with how great he is, um, first off. Yeah. And I know a lot more teams wish they could have been in on it, but I think what held everybody back was his salary. <clears throat> They're taking on like his whole $15 million or something like that of salary. So like that probably knocked a lot of teams out of trying to get him on their team. I know that's a lot of the like everybody's pissed that their team didn't go after him and like, well, does your team have fifteen million dollars sitting around to give to him? Because yeah. well, not everybody does. But Tennessee really needed to help their offense out because they lost their like number two and number three wide receivers slash tight end, John U. Smith and uh Corey Davis. Davis. Yep. Left. So they pretty much just had AJ Brown running around by himself so far this year. So AJ Brown, Julio and Derrick Henry. That's a really solid three pieces. 
Man. <laughs> Very, because you know they're going to have to crowd the line to, to stop Derrick Henry, because if not, then and he gets going by the second quarter, he's going to run you up for 100 yards yeah. easy. Um, yeah. Play but, action all day, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just that, that with them crowding the line, yeah. and you got two, I, I don't know, let's say, I mean, uh, I, I'd, I'd call Julio a top five. AJ Brown's been a top ten, top twelve type of that, guy. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I give AJ Brown like a top fifteen that's for sure. True. And so you, yeah. you you got you got two top fifteen for the play action. Uh, it's gonna be disgusting. And honestly, I, 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 uh, a a a bit of regret on 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 my uh, on my Jags pick. But yeah. uh, let's <laughs> go Titans, right? Uh, Titans up. Fuck that so that. Over- that threw a wrench into my shit, man. It really did. Yeah, that really screws you. I don't think it gets Tennessee any closer to Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC. Mm. I think it helps them get closer to the Colts in their division, though. And who knows what you can do from there. They're going to be like the Blazers in NFL. They're going to have all offense and, like, no defense. And maybe you just – go in all in on your offense and say, Hey, we'll just put up more points than everybody else. Cause nobody's going to be able to stop Julio, Derek Henry, and Derek so, Henry. And they're they're going like to all these guys. AJ Brown. Turn back it's just, into, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Brooks. I didn't mean to interrupt. I uh, just, all the guys that they got on that offense, it's going to be hard to stop them. So, but, but you, you got to kind of respect a, a Tennessee in the sense that like, I think that they're the best time management team in this entire AFC South. And, that's yeah, yeah. where the, that's where they'll get their bread and that's where they'll get their money out of out of going into the playoffs. Um and with this addition, they'll be able especially with 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 uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones for like the those short little slant routes, they're going to be able to get that chunk yardage or that little short yeah. chunk yardage on those like third and third and shorts or third and longs and keep the clock rolling on their favor so like if they've got a two-point lead their defense doesn't have to be good. They just scored again on the yeah. threat. So, like, I think Tennessee becomes the biggest threat threat out of this division just with that addition, and I, that's just me. But well, we'll yeah, I I tend to agree on that too. Just because you know you look at Tannehill's numbers the, over the last couple of years, and they, you know, you see a lot of the Titans fans posting. They kind of mimic Mahomes in a way, and some of his numbers are better. And he's really good out of play action, which is going to make you know, this offense a nightmare is you're going to yeah. hand it off to Derrick Henry, who's the best running back in the league, or you're going to play action and then have to figure out who to cover on that. It's just, uh, the, the, uh it's a move that we're taking. And like, oh, that's yeah. said, yeah. like you didn't give up much for, what? for it. No, Dude, I mean, the, the, you're the, in win now mode over there. I mean, you're not like all in, like some of these teams are, but you're at the top of the list. Like you got to go, yeah. Go for it. You can't just hang around, like, make the playoffs and get bounced first round. You got to at least try for more. You put yourself in position where, like, injuries and, you know, certain things, and you could find yourself in the Super Bowl. Like, it's not going to be shocking to me if the Titans end up there. Um, you know, ball bounces their way. You know, another team, you know, has some injuries to deal with and kind of falls off, like, they're in prime position to be that team that can kind of step up. They're, they're just really – I'm looking at their depth chart right now. They're really slim after those two wide receivers. Maybe our boy Cam Batson from Texas Tech can emerge as their number three guy. Yeah. 
not biased at Still all. Cam. Not not biased at all in that in that in that thought. Um, all right. So I think that does kind of wrap up uh, uh, all, all of our NFL discussion for this week. Obviously, you know, it's, it's it's little by little each week that if we do have something worthy of it, we'll bring it to mm-hmm. you guys. But let's go ahead, let's go ahead and jump to 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 the main entree, the main the main talk of this week, and that is going to be the NBA playoffs that have been. I I, I I don't I think it's just because we have this podcast that like I'm I'm that much more like just focused in on this, but. I've been loving this NBA playoffs so far. We got some new teams in. Uh, it's I been hate great. it. I like it. I like it so far. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go ahead and kick this over to Brooks. This is Tailgate Talks NBA discussion. All right, Brooks. So what do we got going on for the NBA playoffs at the moment? Where are we at? All right, we are. At the beginnings of the second round here, most teams have played their first. Everybody's played their first game. Some game twos have already kicked off. But where we left you last week, we were still had some first round things to be decided. As a Laker fan, we cannot skip this story. The Lakers were knocked out by the Phoenix Suns in game six, thanks to an all-time performance from Devin Booker. Lighting it up. I think he had seven threes in the first quarter. Shut that game down right from the start. And LeBron James is bounced from the first round for the first time in his 18-year career. Um, Never has lost the first round. um, But the Phoenix Suns and his good friend Chris Paul send him out. Um, Do we want to get the stat out of the way here, Dustin? Or what do you want to do? just in case yeah, let's, let's rip the band-aid there's, off there's so little enthusiasm behind that for us brooks for as a reminder to everybody listening is a massive lebron fan and so i i have a feeling this stat is gonna is gonna hurt a little bit so uh this is here you go dustin take that for data so simple but big big stat because LeBron has lost in the first round, this will be the first time since 2010 we have a NBA Finals without Mr. LeBron James or Stephen Curry involved in the game. Brooks, you okay? That wasn't so bad, was it? That wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what LeBron's stat you were going to throw out there. I knew you well, said it wasn't it was just LeBron. But, uh, I, mean, uh, I appreciate it. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go like, you know, both first, you know, both teams who played in the finals last year didn't make it uh, out of the first round. Um, A lot more. You know, three, three out of the four teams that made it to the semifinals last year didn't make it out of the first round. Um, So, or three. In the West that are left have never won an NBA title. Yeah. There's some cassettes. I didn't think about the Steph Curry thing. Yeah. So, okay. It's been, I figure like that's a stat. I mean, we're, 10 years deep in LeBron, Steph, at least one of them in there, and a lot of them, both of them. So There's also an interesting um, – this is going to be the first finals without Andre Iguodala in like seven years. <laughs> also true. <laughs> hey, that's a big stat, big guy. Six years ago. He's, he's, he's the best number six ever. Um, um, but back to 
back to the series. Um, I'll go ahead and get my final parting thoughts on the Lakers and this disappointing outcome. It really just came down to Anthony Davis getting hurt, I really believe, because they had full control of the series. They were up two games one in control of game three. Anthony Davis gets hurt, and the series completely flips. LeBron is not at his 100% peak to where he can just carry a bunch of losers with him all the way to the finals. <laughs> uh, you could tell that he was trying – like trying to fill it out, kicking it out to Alex Caruso, brick, kicking it out to Cal Kuzma, turnover, kicking it out to Markeith Morris, brick, kicking it out to Contavious Caldwell Pope. What's the point? It was just, it was awful. I The last two games I turned off after the first quarter, it was just terrible to watch. Some of the worst basketball that I've seen from a team while simultaneously watching the Suns just go the fuck off. Um, but yeah, Anthony Davis, as soon as he started walking on the court in that game six, it was over. Like you could tell he was not even 25% healthy. Um, you know, he tried, but he clearly wasn't ready. The Suns are ready for the moment. Booker was ready for the moment and, you know, kudos to them. They won the series, but I still think it's different if you have a healthy, uh, Anthony Davis in that one. I, I really believe that that's just what doomed the Lakers and this season injuries. You're not wrong on that at all. Uh, it, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, obviously they just won a title. I, I really did think that they, while healthy had a good shot of repeating. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen it just because I don't think, I, I, I think, as soon as you, you get into the MJ and LeBron discussion, people start ragging on LeBron all day. And I don't think that he get does get the respect that he does, even if he is the second best player of all time. And so to yeah. see him kind of fall short like this due to injuries of all fucking things, uh, it's, it, it sucks. It sucks to see. Well, we all know, we all know in NBA circles, it's better for you to lose in the first round than it is in the finals. So, you know, Apparently, <laughs> he yeah. finally got that illustrious loss in the first round that nobody has to. You this know, will be his dog on him for season ever. So right, um, I do have a random, random, random thought. Um, so it's been two years since since the Golden State Warriors won, right? Uh, this would be three. The, the, this would be the third team because it was Lakers, Raptors, and then before that it was the Warriors against right, the right, Cavs. Right. So, uh, random thought it has just kind of popped in my head because I, I was kind of thinking of back to back to back to the the '90s Bulls a little bit, and there was that little two-year gap where Michael Jordan kind of retired. Do you, do you, do you think there's any chance of like Golden State making a comeback? Oh yeah, for sure. If they get Clay back and healthy, they've got a lot of pieces, a lot of assets to trade to mm -hmm. get like a third star there if they wanted to, because they got James Wiseman who you can trade and they've got, I think a pretty good pick. I think they get the uh, Timberwolves pick this year. If Ooh. I'm correct, if they fall out of the first three or something like there's some, some, you know, NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. lottery picks that are all like a clusterfuck, but uh, you know, they got assets. They got a lot of young players. They've got a lot of guys that they can trade to get, uh, get themselves a third, player if they want they could even trade draymond i mean i, so, I think some teams would take draymond on just to have yeah, his to leadership some, and de defense but it, do, do some retooling and get another guy or two but um, I, to bring him 
I think with that Steph Clay combo and even Draymond, honestly, even though he's not a big stat guy, I think he's just kind of a big mental presence, just messing messing with the other team. Uh, do you think that there's a chance though? And and here here's the weird thought because again, tying it into the the Bulls thing and the two years break, that 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 they that they get another two or three titles. No, not two or three. Just maybe one. Yeah. I don't even think they might get another one. I just, okay. I, I know they'll be competitive and they'll have, they'll be, they'll have a shot, but yeah. I don't know why this all of a sudden turned into Golden State Warriors. I know, I know. It was just I a just random thought. I'm sorry. I took you off your thing. They didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> nope. I took you off your thing. They but lost was, to LeBron. Yeah. It was, it was my head going from team. LeBron to Michael Jordan. And then I was like, uh, oh but, yeah, Golden State Warriors won but, three and then two year break. And so uh, maybe it'll be another three. I don't know. Anyways, but all right. Back to the Lakers it. right quick. <laughs> They've got some offseason moves to make. They got a lot of free agents coming off. They don't have a lot of cap space. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. As long as you got LeBron and AD healthy, they're going to be good and competitive. But they got to obviously add some pieces around them that are going to be more consistent. And um, that's kind of what their offseason look at look is. Uh, the other team that got knocked out since the last time we spoke was the Dame Lillard and the Blazers, unfortunately. Dame put up. His best efforts ultimately came short against the now MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. Since this uh, series has concluded, the Portland Trailblazers have already fired their head coach, Terry Stotts, ending a long term that he had there. So now what for the Blazers? Dustin, do you have any opinions on what the Blazers should do? There's a lot of speculation, trades. What what do they need to do I mean, to I keep we- their star happy? I mean, yeah, they got to keep Dame happy. That's for sure. You got a top five or ten player, one of the best shooters, best clutch guys in the league. Definitely a guy that cares way more than a lot of people do. Um, you, I said it weeks ago, they're not built to win for long term in the playoffs. Like, all offense, no defense. They just don't have any guys like that can guard on the wings. Um, you got guys like C.J. McCollum that are just like Dame Lillard. You got guys like Enos Cantor, who never has played defense in his life, coming off the bench. Like, you got to be able to trade or get another wing defender to go with Dame. Um, honestly, I think they need a lot. I don't think they're that close. Man. I think Dame pulls them further than it, than it looks, but I don't think they're that close. Honestly, I mean, look at everybody else. The Nuggets are missing their point guard, and they just beat them, and they're probably gonna go one more round. The Jazz are good. The Mavericks are only going to get better. The Lakers are going to come back reloaded. The Clippers are good. Like, you're already talking the sixth, seventh team, and, like, you need to change a lot of pieces. So, they need a lot of work to do. I think what you said there about Dame, he pulls them further than they should be is pretty accurate because, like, he really is that team in that franchise. And so, I think this is the end of the Dame and – CJ pairing. I think he's their best trade asset. Besides him, I don't really think they have much. So he's probably somebody you can trade and get something something back for. Um, and so that's probably what I would say. Or that, or they just try to hit the free agent market again, get a new coach and run it back. But they've just been the same team for like the last five, <laughs> six years. To do, yeah. And so I think they need a shake up. Arlie, our resident Dame Lillard hater. Um, Whatever. <laughs> what did you just say this week? 
Go check out our YouTube video. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, Arlie, any I, I any parting that. thoughts? On... I hated that so fucking bad. I was like, <laughs> any parting thoughts on the Blazers season and and going into next season? What do they got to mm-hmm. do so Dame can actually maybe make a chance at a at, at a deep playoff run? They're there. They're there. They went four two with a very good Denver Nuggets team, and no, well, but I'm saying they're in the discussion. If they if they invest, if they load this roster with somebody deserving of Dame Lillard, then then maybe they'll be able to go a little bit further at least. But they're competing in the West, which is a lot deeper than the East, in my opinion. And they're making the playoffs in the West every single season. And if they're right there, like they, they need to make moves to try and make this work so it's not just Dame time every single night. But... So to go off of Arlie's point of last week, Dame's contract, he's under contract for four more years. Oh, he's about to get paid like fuck ton, like 50. I think it's like next. I guess maybe that's his extensions that are coming up. But like he's also already 30 years old. So the window is not, it's not getting any bigger. Yeah. But like, I, I just don't know how they, how, like what does what does he need? He needs a kick out guy. I'm assuming somebody that can just randomly just jump shoot the three whenever he whenever they kick him the ball, and then what? Somebody big in the paint, I guess. Somebody actually good and big in the paint. He needs somebody versatile in the paint. A trade that I I've heard thrown out there was C.J. McCollum for Sabonis from the Pacers. I think that's an interesting one because Sabonis is a bigger guy, a good defender, can create offense as a big guy. Um, I think that would be interesting. Um, there's not a lot of trades out there though uh, yeah. that really makes sense. I, I just don't really know what they what they do, and yeah. th- th- they need to make moves, obviously. But they just they're kind of they don't have a lot of assets. They're not well, like the Warriors yeah. or some of these other teams where they've got a lot of pieces that people would want. They don't have a lot of young guys on their team that people would want. So that that makes it really hard um, to make moves. But you know we'll see what they do. Yeah. Um, but Sayonara, Blazers, Dame, you're always a good time, but uh, you just hate that he has such a shitty roster around him. Yep. And the last team that was still alive last time we went around, but is no longer here, it's Dustin's Mavericks. Dustin, I'm sure you got a lot to say. What it Or is it just already known? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was already known. I mean, the Mavericks pestered the Clippers like they always do, gave them all they could handle. But I don't know if I said it last week or not, but, like, they don't have, like, anybody around Luka. Like, the team pretty much sucks around Luka. Tim Hardaway Jr. is pretty decent. He's going to get paid this year. He wants to stay in Dallas. Honestly, Boban was the best addition to the lineup the last couple games. Like, Przingis is a waste of space. I think so. Jalen Brunson's a good backup point guard. That's about all he is. Porzingis just wants to be seen, Dustin. He's just he just wants well, to be seen as a star. He's seven foot and wasting space. I fucking see him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, we fucking see you not doing shit. <laughs> all right. We are at episode 35, week 35 of recording this. And I think that's the maddest I've ever seen Dustin get on any take. He's so bad. <laughs> I fucking see you. <laughs> that was great. It's about time. I'm waiting for you to get some 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 
little a little fire under your ass. All right, we'll just bring up Porzingis more often. Fuck. Five foot nothing. Campuzo on the Nuggets gets more rebounds than seven foot three Porzingis. Probably makes more points too. Like golly. I see a lot of people saying he's just a tall Cal Kuzma. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And like you can't even trade him anymore because like he's wasting all that upside and he gets hurt still. So it's like, dude, you're just another guy at this point. Like. Yeah. If he wants to be just another guy, that's fine. But like, we can't be spending however much money we're spending on him. And like, they're in a similar spot as the Blazers. Like, they don't need to mess around and like slowly build this team. Luca's ready now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go ahead and go for it. Like, start getting pieces now. I don't care if he's 22 years old and has 10 or 15 years left on him. Like, dude, he's ready. He's putting up. 30 and a half. He's putting up 46 and yeah. Mar- Mar- but Cuban, the good go thing ahead. about Luca, sorry, go ahead. Arlie hit that Mark Cuban. Well, I was okay. going to say the good thing. <laughs> go. I was going to say the good thing about Luca is that people will want to play with him. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. So, so what I was going to say is, is contrary to who we were just talking about with the Blazers, Dallas is a large fucking market. It's yeah. a big market team and Mark Cuban can make this even bigger if he actually puts what he needs to into this team, he needs to make another big trade or another big move or pull another big name to this team. And for some reason, he's just being, he, he, he consistently feels a little stingy every year. Like uh, just a little, not big, but just enough to where you're not getting enough big star power on that roster. And Luca, Luca needs somebody else. You, you can't be dropping an average of what, what was he averaging over this? Uh, 40, 40 points. Somewhere like that. Like 42? Like, yeah, like right, ridiculously high. And yeah, it's in his hands all the time, and fine, he's going to be scoring more often. But, like, you're in a large market. You don't have the same problem that Portland does. They have a, they have a reason. They have an excuse. They don't have a large basketball market. They don't have a large sports city. But Dallas has, what, a, a, a club in every major sport in the, in the, in the uh, professional sports. You have one of the largest markets in the United States. Invest in the fucking team. Put some money and back up your main dude. Yeah, but at the same time, like Dallas is a large market, but it's not ever been a free agent right. destination. Like people would rather go to Lakers, Miami, like some of those teams. I, and like I don't, Dustin, what's the last big free agent that the they, Mavs have got? They don't like. So don't it's it's not a sexy. I mean, there was that but, whole. But like, yeah, there, there, there's the whole what what is it? Uh, no state uh, taxes. Uh, state taxes is one, and literally. Anybody that goes out in Dallas that has any kind of star power will actually have a better time, I, I, I can almost guarantee, than they would in New York or L.A. Because you're going to be not only a big fish in kind of a rare celebrity pond, whereas if you're LeBron going out to dinner in L.A., it's going to be like, oh, hey, that's LeBron. Cool. But if you're Luka I going out think- in Dallas, like it's it's, oh, my God, it's fucking Luka. Yeah, I do think the Luca factor is a lot bigger than like the Dirk factor was. Yeah, 10, ten, twenty years ago, whatever that was, um, to try to get a free agent. I think yeah. he's a way bigger um, attraction than Dirk was to play with, yeah. and especially at how young and how advanced and how good he is, and how much better he makes the guys around him. Like, yeah, people are gonna want to jump on that and win championships with him. So I, I think the free agents will come along the line, down the line oh. with Luca being there too bad. Like this next year, the only like 
pretty good free agent coming out. It's DeMar DeRozan. So yeah, yeah, it'll be a weak class, but I mean, I, I do think, I think looking back on it, that Seth Curry trade uh, was just brutal for them. Cause I, I really think now you're seeing the benefits. Of yeah. It. He's awesome. in 76. He's awesome. And Josh Richardson was like, unplayable for the zero minutes yeah so like look what you're getting if you had seth on that team i Uh, think y'all probably win that series if y'all have seth yeah and so like a guy who's there for the moment who has a playoff experience who's not afraid to take the freaking open look um yeah i think that would that would have made a world of difference so he's a legacy (laughs) he's a legacy player now like he after all the attention that his brother's gotten that his dad's gotten he's gonna be calm in the moment big trust on that one you know he's going to be free agent home. market next year sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of teams that we like and care for that have got some problems that they got to fix. But let's get on to what's going on right now in the playoffs. Let's start off in the Eastern Conference and let's start off with the biggest joke of a series that we've ever seen from a team that we expect so much more from every year and always get let down by. The Brooklyn Nets are up 2 0 on the Milwaukee Bucks. Without James Harden playing yeah, no pretty much James any Harden. minutes in this one, Kevin Durant is shooting 55, 50, 91 in the playoffs so far. That's incredible. Uh, 50, 40, 90 is usually the mark on that, but he's 55, 50, and 91. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Also, they've had a resurgent Blake Griffin that's provided them a spark. He had 18 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, two steals, all in game one. A little bit lower on the stats in game two. But the Nets look dominant. The Nets are looking like a team that I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop, especially if they're doing all this without James Harden. Uh, Arlie, you got any thoughts before we kick it over to Dustin and his Nets? Uh, y'all saw that 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 post I put out on Instagram, uh, I think yesterday, day before, where mm-hmm. I was like, uh, uh, Luca is is on par with James Harden, but you can count on him in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, that, that that's how I feel about this, and and I honestly still can't stand that that James Harden is getting basically carried into the next round. This, this is an embarrassing series. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks were supposed to be the best counter, the best chance to for anybody to really stop Brooklyn Nets out of this out of the East, and I think they just they they've just punched their tickets to the finals. I don't know, Dustin. Dude, my Nets are rolling without their probably their best player for their whole team. I mean, I know yeah. they got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They're the best individual players out there, but they're James Harden makes them so much better. Cause he gets everybody involved. He gets all the assists. He does a lot for everybody else. While it's Kyrie and Kevin Durant kind of just do their ISO ball and their own thing. And they're still winning games by like almost 40 without James Harden. It's like, what do you, what are the Bucks doing? Like, why? Thanks for coming out. I guess like, it's, em- it's embarrassing. Thanks for being they're, here. They're another team that's uh, going to be making some offseason changes if this keeps going that way. It's been really disappointing for them. I thought they had their advantage on the inside with their big guys, and they haven't done anything with that. Um, I thought the defensive side of the ball, they'd be able to hang in there, but they haven't been able to do that, and they've been shooting poorly. So just uh, everything not going well for them, and Coach Bud never makes uh adjustments so i i'm i'm thinking this is probably going to be a quick out i think there's like a f- five game series maybe Four now five, yeah 
Yeah. But yeah. we've also said this before, and then the series completely flipped the script Dude. right after. So, well, <laughs> who knows? Like, for the Bucks to win this, their defense has to become basically lockdown, and Giannis has to go yeah. not for 18 points. Um, like, it, it's, it's, no. Nah. Uh, it, it's disappointing, and this is maybe going five. Yeah, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Giannis thinks after this because they've got all this team. Everybody's kind of hyping them up, and then you just bow out like this. It would be pretty disappointing. Uh, the other series in the Eastern Conference Finals, this is the probably the better one. <laughs> well, definitely the better one of the two, and yeah. I think this one's been a pretty fun one so far. Yeah. The Sixers evened up the series against the Hawks last night. We're sitting at one game apiece as we go to Atlanta. The Hawks took game one. The Sixers battled back uh, in game two to even up the series. Interesting little nugget here. In game one, Danny Green guarded Trey Young on 49 plays. In game two, he only guarded him twice. That went to Ben Simmons and Thibault, who guarded him on 60 plays and kind of caused problems for Trey with that length. He's having to, it's a lot harder to work on. Ben Simmons, who is a defensive player of the year candidate, and Thibault, who might be a defensive player of the year candidate in years to come. Uh, Joel Embiid's had a heck of a series to start despite his knee issues. He had 39 points in game one, 40 points in game two, which is the first 40-point playoff game since Allen Iverson. Um, Dustin, we'll kick it to you to start this one off. How are you thinking this series goes? Are you intrigued by the Hawks' Still in game one, you still think the Sixers take this? I don't know anymore, honestly. Like, I think this goes seven, and it's a toss-up in game seven. I think that's how surprisingly good the Hawks are. And the 76ers have come back to, like, the last two or three years, 76ers of, like, supposed to be good, but then they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of it kind of seems that way. The uh, Sixers bench didn't score a single point, and that's game two. <laughs> yeah. wow. it, it's crazy. I, I was listening to a pod there talking today about how the Sixers bench is all like a uh, or is all a negative, and the Hawks yeah, bench I is all a positive. Oh, yeah. The Hawks starters are a negative, and the 76ers are all like a positive. It's, it's just like such a bizarre kind of start to the series. Uh, Arlie, where are your thoughts at on this on this series so far? Sixers, Hawks, where are you thinking the advantage lies right now? So, like, I, I guess kind of a, a, a broad blanket statement over this is we everybody knows what they need to do to shut down the Hawks and beat them. Literally just get Trey Young to stop scoring. They, they, they shut him down. He scored 21, and this was – a pretty, pretty, pretty easy win for for Philly on the second game. Embiid put up forty. So I mean, you still you still had to put some chunk t- points up from your starting lineup. But yeah. if if they're able to stick to that formula, this game or this series ends in max six. But it's stopping Trey Young. Obviously, this season and th- in these playoffs has kind of proven next to impossible because of like uh, he's played the Knicks and he's played Philadelphia. And so like, it's kind of like, I, I don't know yet, but I think Philly has a better shot at locking him down, which means getting the, the, the Hawks out of there. So they, yeah, yeah. they have the length to bother him. Like yeah, Ben that, Simmons is a great saying. defender and that, that, that can really 
maybe contain him. And the other thing about Trey Young is you want to limit his assists because that's the other thing he does well is create for other players. So uh, you, you definitely want to make the other Hawks beat you. I do think they have a lot of really good guys. Um, it's unfortunate that they lost uh, Hunter. Uh, DeAndre Hunter got hurt, and I think he's done for the rest of the postseason. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a tough one for the Hawks. But I, I'm kind of like Arlie. I think if they unlock this defensive scheme on Trey and Joel keeps being the best player in the series, I think this is going to be a Sixers uh, probably in six. That's what I was guessing. Um, I, I, I think I, I think I, the Hawks will probably still win in Atlanta. That's what I was going to say. I don't think it goes five. Because I don't think that the Philadelphia Sixers have, have just found the magic pill for this series. I, I don't because uh, Hawks have proven yeah. a thorn in everybody's side. But uh, six completely possible. Let's shift over to the Western Conference now. Both these series have just had one game. Game two for the Suns Nuggets is tonight, and if you're listening on Friday, was on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Suns Nuggets. Suns take game one from the Nuggets. We had a classic. Chris Paul performance in game one. He had 21 points, eight assists, four rebounds, and a steal. Um, Jokic put up his usual numbers, 22, nine, and three. Pretty even series, I kind of think. I think the the Nuggets just kind of ran out of steam at the end, and the the Suns started hitting shots. Chris Paul played really great down the stretch. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a fun series, I think. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the Nuggets do here in game two. Arlie. The Chris Paul fan uh, here, you think the Suns got this series? You think the Nuggets are going to give them a run for their money? Where do you think this series goes? Game two coming up. Um, what, What's that big injury that the Nuggets have right now? I, I'm blanking on it, but they're missing. Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, Michael Porter Jr. just like tweaked his back too, so I'm kind of concerned about that. I, mm. I, I think due to injury, if they were fully healthy – I think this is a better series and it goes deeper, like six, seven games. I think this ends in five. I think Denver still gets one. They still have, they still have a, a Joker over there. So it's not going to be like a, you know, you know, sayonara, but like, I think this ends in five. I think the Phoenix Suns have clicked extraordinarily well, especially in these playoffs. And as long as CP three stays on the court, uh, they they're mentally they're 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 next level to me. I think I think they 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 just I I don't know what exactly he's doing because he's not putting up stats, but he just adds just such a mental calm to that team. I I I do I think I think this ends in five. Uh, Suns are looking extremely strong. They are, but I don't know about five. I gotta give the MVP and his team a little more credit than that. I would think it goes at least six, if not seven. I think this is probably the best series of all of them um, with matchups and star power and, and a little bit of everything going on. Um, and that could go seven games. I'm sitting, uh, I think, six. I think it's probably six. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see seven. I don't know if I'd be surprised to see the Suns close them out in five. I just think, I think it's going to come down to healthy – and I think when the Nuggets are throwing out Austin Rivers and uh, Campuzo or whatever his name is to combat Ooh. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and the Suns are just a significantly better defensive team than the Blazers were. Yep. Like I think that's really going to help them out. 
And I, so I do see the Suns taking this one. Uh, five, six, seven. I mean, none of them are really going to shock me, but give me the Suns taking this one. Um, and then the last series, I think, for me personally, I think this is my favorite series of this is the Jazz and Clippers. And watching that game last night, it was electric. electric uh, jazz take game one from the Clippers. Donovan Mitchell drops 45 points last night. Rudy Gobert finishes the game off with a block on Marcus Morris as time was running out. Uh, electric crowd, Donovan Mitchell blew up in the second half. I think he had 30 or something uh, plus of his points all in the second half. Looked like the Clippers were in control, kind of looking like the Jazz were really going to be missing Mike Conley, that it was going to be a struggle for them. And Donovan Mitchell steps up. Dustin, do you think Donovan Mitchell has oh. earned more respect? Should we put him in a higher class of player than we might have maybe last year or even earlier this regular season he's really set this game up in this postseason what do you think he's got the potential by the end of this series to be the best player in this series and overtake Kawhi and all that because Kawhi's kind of Paul George leveled out hey you want another fun fact Paul George has won more playoff series in the Staples Center than LeBron has Bullshit, whatever. <laughs> Don't be bringing Paul George into this. He's uh, one more. <laughs> did he win the game or did Kawhi win? Leonard hey, he win was the on game? the team. His team won. Yeah. But and I cool. mean, Donovan Mitchell's wow. a freaking baller, dude. He reminds me so much of Dwayne Wade. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, While Dwayne Wade is on the sideline coaching and him. Now up. Dwayne Wade's like a part owner of the Jazz. So it's kind of weird and cool at the same time. Like, I was watching highlights of that, and I'm like, "God, this looks like Dwayne Wade so much." Like he, has he those, takes like, over games. He cares so man. much. Like it's ridiculous what he can do. Um, I think he's arguably the best player in the series, and can maybe lift the Jazz over the Clippers. Where does that leave you? On the, you have the Jazz taking this one. You, you yeah, have the Jazz in the finals. Before I got the, the Jazz in the so, finals. Yeah. I'm riding Donovan Mitchell all the way, man. And Newly crowned defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Ooh. Um, Arlie, where are you at? Are you uh, thinking the Jazz got this one? You're anti Clipper, so I'm I'm actually loving this series just because of how much I hate the Clippers and how close that game was last night. Like that uh that 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 like the the whole play up build right at the end of that game, the last probably about like minute of it where they're going down, Clippers come back, they shoot a three, and then Utah screws it up and gives them, like, uh, what was it 20 seconds coming back down the court? And just yeah, Donovan whole... turned it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then they just kick it into the – they kick it over to Kawhi, and then he kind of fakes and throws it into the corner. And the, the block from Rudy Gobert and then, like, the backup block from – I don't even know the other guy's name. But, like uh, – it, it added such excitement to this for me personally because I want to see the Clippers lose so bad. So I was holding my breath big time whenever whenever that shot whenever he tried to get that shot off twice. And I think it's going to make this series my 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 go to, uh, I guess kind of conference semi series that I really want to watch. Just because I really want to watch the Clippers lose, but because the Clippers are still good enough to contend, and so it's going to be it's going to be a very very fun series to watch. But hats off to the Jazz. Great defense at the end there. 
Yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens with Mike Conley. I really think he puts the Jazz up another level. And I think with Conley, I think the Jazz would have this series. But without him, I think that makes this more of a toss-up. I think that makes this a seven-game series. Um, and, and, you know, that was a hell of a game one. So that wraps up all of the series we've got. Um, for me right now, I'm thinking it look, it's looking like the Nets, for me, are going to be the finals, uh, are going to kind of cakewalk this thing until I see somebody, you know, really – give them a hard time but the final nba news we got for this week is uh we mentioned it a little bit earlier in passing when talking uh but it's official nikola Jokic won the nba 2020 2021 mvp he's the first nugget to ever win the mvp and he's the first second round pick ever to win the mvp there was a funny video going around yesterday where when his pick was announced in the uh, NBA draft, it was during a Taco Bell commercial. The and it just went on the bottom line. Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets. It was like the you know 41st pick of the NBA draft. I didn't know like, that. That's funny. Uh, like I thought that was such a like great little glimpse at the you know yeah. man. Uh, it's just fun. So yeah, hilarious. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, Nikola Jokic, 2020-2021 MVP. Well deserved, I think, and if anything, his first round performance against the Blazers really proved that, you know, he's an MVP uh, yeah. for sure. I don't, I don't think you can question it. But the funny thing is, Dustin texted me this immediately after Derrick Rose received an MVP vote. Now we figured out later on that this was the fan vote that he got. So, uh, you know, all New York fans probably just voting for him for that, but kind of uh, stupid. That's but, dumb. Um. To add on to Jokic and your whole stat line of where he was at, he's also the lowest ever draft pick to win mm-hmm. MVP at 41. So second round pick, 41st pick, Quesarito Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> Quesarito pick. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, congrats to Nikola Jokic. Um, impressive season, played every single game and carrying a team without their second best player to the second round. So good for him. Really cool. Um, especially when you see some, what he looked like as a kid, you're like, man, anything is possible. <laughs> so, but that wraps it up. Uh, by this time next week, we'll be maybe finishing up the second round um, or close to it. So stay tuned for more tailgate talks, NBA updates. Well done. All right. So that, that wraps up our NBA discussion. We're going to jump this over to uh, some, some shop bet action uh, for, for all you Vegas folks out there who love to place bets, which quite a few of you have not paid up on. Uh, no, hats off to Joker. Uh, this was uh, Djokovic. Uh, oh, my God. Nikola Djokovic. Yeah, I can't spit it out. I can't spit it out. Let's just move I'm on. Done. Let's just move on. Then. We're moving on. Hats off to him. Deserve it, MVP. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Every time I try and say his name, I just like – fumble on it um we're gonna go ahead and jump over to shot bets we had we 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 didn't we did not have the best week overall i think dustin got one win and that was like one out of six but uh this is tailgate talk shot bets Uh, all right, maybe hopefully I can actually, you know, 
sound out the words for this one correctly. So, first shot bet game that we had for last week, we announced it on the podcast. It was the Bucks versus the Nets. The Nets end up dominating uh, game one. It wasn't as big of a fashion as a game two, but still, eight-point win. Uh, me and Brooks end up taking the loss on this one. Dustin takes the only win from any of us this weekend. Uh, My Nets. With your Nets. God, I still hate them. But cheers. I oh, Let me pour one up. Give me one second. Yeah, uh, uh, it's fine. Ugh. I kept my yeah. shots in the fridge. I, I was learned not prepared. From prior not episodes prepared. that you need to keep it cool. Yeah. By the end of the episode, it gets a little warm, and you don't want a warm shot, people. You don't want a warm shot. Uh, no, uh, I'm already racked up to like way too many shots, though. So I need to take my two from this week. So, um, first game that we had, obviously Nets, Nets, Bucks. Big, big, uh, big upset there, unfortunately, for all, for me and Brooks. But Dustin was the only one that picked it right. The second game that we had for this week was uh, the Game 7 of the Mavs versus the Clippers. All three of us ended up taking the Mavs on this one. Unfortunately, uh, all three of us ended up losing. Uh, Clippers ended up winning 126 to one. This was out of hope. Right? Yeah. Like This pick was out of hope. I thought the Clippers were going to win, but I just, I just didn't want to. I just had to put my vote for the Mavs, and maybe all of our betting on them to win the shot bet would push in. Cheers and Luca to a victory, but it did not. Sayonara, Luca. Uh, you're you're one of my favorite people to watch in the NBA. Put mine on my tab. Uh, uh, go off from the week during the week drinking. <laughs> I'm sure I will make them up at uh, some tailgates Friday or Saturday. Oh, I'm gonna be up prior there. Or- after baseball games. I'm coming up there on the weekend of the 26th, so we can make up some shots then. All right. <laughs> um, so that was our second shot bet for this okay. week. Um, so that one was announced on Twitter and Instagram. So if you're not following us on those, make sure you give us a follow so you can join in on the second shot bet each week. Right now we're mostly focusing on the NBA playoffs. And so mm-hmm. usually we kind of try and spread it out. We don't know really what game we want come Saturday most likely. And so we kind of – Got to wait and feel it out a little bit as to what what's a good hype up game. Uh, so the first shot bet yeah. for this week coming up is going to be game two. We talked about it quite a bit here. The Philadelphia Sixers versus the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. Uh, oh, this is game three now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you wrote it in as game two. My bad. Did I type game three. Um, I'll be. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I, I, I'm 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 quick at reading, but like I I didn't think about it as I was saying. So, anyways, this is game three. They're tied one one. Philadelphia Sixers looking like they maybe have a bit of a, a uh, grip on this series. Finally, um, Dustin, what is your pick for this series? Who are you rolling with on this one? I'm gonna take the Hawks at home in this one. Like I said, this is a very toss up series. I think it's going seven all the way. I think Atlanta's going to thrive at home in this second round, first home playoff game for them. Brooks, what 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 is your pick for this game? What are you thinking? I think the Sixers unlocked something with their Ben Simmons and Thibault, uh, Matisse Thibault. I'll throw his first name out there just because. Just um, I think they figured something out defending Trey there. I think Joel Embiid is unstoppable. He's the best player in the series. I'm going to take the Sixers. Oof. I don't know which way to go because I feel like at home, Atlanta Hawks getting back home right after a loss. I just feel like there might be some big hype moments there and they got a chance to pull this off. But 
I I do have to believe that you know Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are head way above the the rest of the uh, the Atlanta Hawks, and I think that the, I think Philadelphia wins this 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 game three, and that they get it they start getting their grip on this series. I think Atlanta wins game four to to tie it up, and then they they but I just don't think I don't think Philly I don't think Philly loses this one. But that's going to be my pick for this shot bet. Again, this is going to be on Friday night. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast live, make sure you tune in that evening. But get your vote in with us. We will have an Instagram post and a Twitter post for you to get your vote in on. And if you messed up on those other two shot bets, like me and Brooks did for game one and game, or for shot bet one and shot two, then make sure you send us a video, tag us in it, post it. Whatever you're comfortable with, doesn't matter if you even want to send it to us privately. Uh, we we definitely appreciate it, just as as an interaction with you guys. As far as the shot bets owed right now, I am down to two. Brooks paid his two just now, and Dustin is accruing his debt of two. Uh, he'll be back in on the on the shot bet train here coming up soon. He just kind of he needed a detox. He needed a little 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 cleanse. We all need one every now. Big weekend ahead. I gotta hydrate. That's what it is. Um, He's preparing. Second game to keep an eye on is right now I'm eyeing the Jazz Clippers game three for Saturday as our second shot bet, depending on the outcome. I, I, I think not even depending on the outcome because I think it'll be interesting to see. So that's kind of the second one. I didn't want to make us pick it yet until we know what happens in game two. So that's kind of something to keep your eye on unless something else comes up. I, I, like, I like the look. I was looking at that or either the Suns-Nuggets game on Sunday. Yeah, either one of these, if either one of these series ends up one-one after, I think that's probably which way we'll go. So, yeah. I'm liking it. Uh, either one of those is going to be great, great picks. But uh, we'll see what happens. So far, uh, right now, as far as our picks go, it's me and Brooks going for the Sixers, and Dustin uh, pulling for the home team, Atlanta Hawks. That will be the first pick. And obviously, like I said earlier, pay attention to Instagram and Twitter if you're wanting to get your shot bet in for next week. Uh, so that does kind of wrap up the episode for us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump over to final shots for the week and wrap up this week's show. A little, little bit shorter this episode, but you know, we, we got a lot of good content, I feel like. So, um, Dustin, final shot for the week, final take. What are you giving it to? I actually have two of them. Ooh. One of them just happened Whoa. during the show, so Let's that's go. why I got two. Let's go. The first one was some NCAA baseball news, some big news, actually. Oh, yeah. head baseball coach is ditching Fort Worth to go down to College Station. A&M hired away TCU's coach after being there 17 years and making TCU a national big program, um, yeah. definitely a Big 12 power, uh, made, I think, five straight Omaha trips. I mean, they were rolling for a long time, and I guess money talks, and uh, so he's going to go down there. Brooks, These hoes ain't there. loyal. <laughs> I guess not, man. But hey, that's good for us at Tech. I mean, TCU's always the top, yeah. top of the Big Twelve with us in Texas. So I like that move. They're going to be doing a coaching search, and who knows what they get? Hopefully, not the Duke coach like Brooks tweeted about earlier today. You like that? <laughs> yes. uh, my other final shot is a little local local shout out. Roger will probably like this, and I tweeted with him about it. Um, Leveland hired Leveland head coach hired Texas Tech wide receiving great Lyle Leong, the the king of the 
corner fade to the end zone, yeah. ball catch, throw it up, um, just throw it up. While I would go get it. Uh, so shout out to him for coming back to West Texas to be the Loveland head coaching uh, football and all around good dude. Yeah, uh, for sure. He came into the wreck and Market Street a lot when I worked there. It was just every time was just like the coolest dude ever. So hey, that's cool. Cool. That's good, that's good to see. No, that's good to see good people get 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 work. Head like coach, that. huh? That, Head nice coach. Moves, that's bro. big news. Um, so Dustin will have to officiate a game there, huh? Oh, he might. Him. He might. You may actually get to go I, say hi to him for a little bit. There's a good chance I definitely will. Um, yeah, we'll add him on the pod. <laughs> We should try. I'll we clip, should try to I'll get clip this and we can send it out just, there. Just boom. Like, at Lau. Come hey, on, Tolgate Talks. We like you. We talk nice about you. Please come Please come say hi. Uh, yeah. Brooks, what do you got for final shot this week, man? Uh, I didn't have much. I'm just going to say the Red Sox swept the Yankees over the weekend, so that was cool. Um, the Yankees led like in every single one of the games in the eighth inning, but the Red Sox came back to win uh, every single one of them. Um, pretty good. You know, the Yankees have just been kind of miserable this year. doesn't seem like it's any fun to play for them. It's really fun to watch. Uh, and the Red Sox needed a kind of a bounce back weekend. We had we had a rough little stretch there for a bit. And so it was nice to get the sweep over uh, the evil empire Yankees. Yeah. And Chris Sale is on the horizon. So enjoying <laughs> this Red Sox season so that far. Was, that was super <laughs> ominous. I like it, though. <laughs> um, all right. So... Obviously, you always gotta love the 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 Yankees. Yankees getting swept. Everybody everybody loves that. Besides New York fans, gotta love that one. I have uh, I I have well I, I'm I'm back on on my two first. Uh, first thing first. I don't know if y'all are following me on Instagram. You you, you saw the story, but I I, I, I I clipped the video. I clipped the video of this in the moment. And if you look. I, I in the video I'm talking about it and I'm like you know I don't even I, I'm not even that into it but they're losing right now three to one to the Maple Leafs and sure enough since I gave them my support the Montreal Canadiens the Habs are seven and zero they have not dropped a single game they reverse swept the Maple Leafs and then they turn around and swept the Winnipeg Jets right afterwards they didn't drop a single game they went into one overtime at the very on, on game four. And uh, I, I, I gotta say, my, my my support, I think, I think caused that caused them to move on into the next round. I, I don't know. So far, kind of like how Dustin is with Texas Tech baseball. You know, these these last couple of years, that's what I am. That's what I am to the Montreal Canadiens. So if you need, if you guys, if you if Montreal, you ever listen to this, you know, my, my services are for hire. Just so you know, just send send me a shirt or a hat or something. Uh, no, so my, my actual last shot for the week that I do want to go over. It's actually uh, hats off to the U.S. men's national team. They won the CONCACAF National League. Yeah, uh, sorry. Nation, Nations League. Uh, sorry about that. Nations League. They end up beating Mexico in overtime. So this game, super intense matchup because anytime Mexico and U.S. face each other, it's always one of the biggest clashes on the biggest stage. And you, you want to talk about one yeah. of the uh, oldest rivalries in soccer. It's U.S. and Mexico going back and forth consistently. And this game proved exactly that, which was uh, Mexico scored in the first minute right out of the gates, right? Then USA ties it, so it's 1-1. Mexico scores again in the 79th, so kind of uh, in the second half, tailing near the end of it. But then U.S. comes back again three minutes later and scores. So it's tied 2-2. So this goes all the way into overtime. And in the second overtime, uh, Christian Pulisic scores on a penalty kick. 
a little bit of controversy about the penalty kick itself, but we take the win, we take the final, we take the cup, and we beat Mexico. Love all USA. of it. Yes. USA. Love it. I'm about it. I, I love I love US. I, I wish the men's team was better. Uh, the women's team, obviously, one, one of uh, the best in the world, and I just wish Dominant. that the U.S. were kind of somewhere yeah. along that. Like, I wish that they were at least, like, a consistent top eight. But it's always been bizarre to me how so how like how much better the women are than the men. It's you, you know what it is. It's it's um, soccer has been the main sport in in all of those other countries in the world for so long for men that they're 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 just they just have like decades and decades of, of good players and young players and we're relatively new in that game. We're maybe. Uh, a fifth as uh, as young or like uh, in, the, in the amount of time that we've been kind of focusing on it whereas yeah. on the women's side girls soccer has been an alternative for them at, at the collegiate level for 50 years because you remember that whole thing where uh, colleges have to have like an equal yeah, title number? nine right right okay so they have to have like equal uh, the title nine thing so women's soccer has been around for what 50 60 years easily yeah. and so like of course, women's U.S. soccer, because of that, 60 years ago, I guess, that's why they compete at the level that they do, and that's why the U.S. men's are, like, still 40 years behind the rest of the world, unfortunately. But I'm glad to see this win. That's a big win. The Mexico team is very good this year. And so to take that and, and raise the raise the cup like they did, uh, hats off to him. Again, another, another week talking about Christian Pulisic winning basically two titles in two weeks and two big ones in two yeah. weeks. Got to love it. Uh, so soccer, dude, Woo! I love it. Hey, that's my, it's, it's my, it's. There's not a lot of big soccer news that I can really kind of talk with you guys, but like I can bring up U.S. soccer and Christian Pulisic pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that does kind of wrap up the episode for for us this week. Uh, very good episode though. I feel like we we got some good content out there this week. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, as far as our social medias, again, uh, make sure uh, that you are giving us a follow on all socials. We are on there at tailgate underscore talks. On Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, make sure you give us a, a, a follow over there if you want to kind of keep up what we're all thinking of. But if you want to kind of give our independent Twitters or our own personal Twitters a follow, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can follow him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanc, where the L is a one. And uh, kind of more importantly, again, we, we, we really have been putting a lot of focus into the YouTube channel and making these little short videos. Uh, obviously, we just put out one podcast and we put out one stream, but we do put out three videos on the YouTube every single week to try and get some more engagement on there. YouTube's a great platform for that kind of thing. And, you know, we we, we, we have a good presence, and the, the editing on these videos, is, in my opinion, has actually been phenomenal. But hats off to Brooks on that one. What uh, well, what I try to do is I try to take some of our segments from the show that I think are funny and good that people might want to listen to, edit it up, throw a little something else in there so where it's not, you know, straight back podcast, but visually funny um or has a little something different to it so people can get bite-sized tastes of our podcast you know know, sometimes at my expense but it's okay i i I only cried for like you know two hours it's fine so uh (laughs) i i I changed the pillowcase it's fine anyway so um lastly and and most importantly obviously this is a podcast so if you are listening or if you're listening live or if you're watching the video uh, however you're, you're getting this message, please, please, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or iTunes. And if it is on iTunes, give us the five star, write us a little nice review and, uh, definitely help promote us a little bit. 
We need to get to, to some new ears out there. I think all of our friends that would be willing to subscribe to us already have if they haven't uh, by now. And so the more eyes we get looking at us, the more we get to put this on. And we, we genuinely do love putting on this show for you for you guys week in and week out. No, no, no. What was the thing? Was it no, no, no days off? That's what he said. I was thinking the Bel- no Bill Belichick. Off. That's it. That's yeah. a little chant. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I think that wraps up the episode. Uh, good episode. Had fun. It was a good talk. Yeah. Catch y'all at the next tailgate.